Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're going to talk about one of our favorite topics here in virtual legality, corporate messaging, communications, and the way in which companies in the video game industry are supporting or failing to support what they term as live services games, games that are supposed to have a long tail, that are supposed to be out there with servers, allowing players to play them for a very long time, primarily so that the publishers can monetize that interaction with the game. No problems there. And that additional content can be provided for that long period of time. Marvel's Avengers Project, the A logo of which you see on your screen right now, was one such game. Although a giant single-player campaign was a part of this project. It was designed around the concept of supporting things over a long-tail period. Now, a lot of people bought into it. Maybe not as many as Square Enix would have hoped, but you can see here on the NPD Group Inc. sales charts for 2020 that Marvel's Avengers actually finished 11th, just outside the top 10, and it's very difficult for a company to complain about something like an 11th place finish. Of course, Square Enix is paying licensing fees to Disney and Marvel in order to make the Avengers project, and so thought, in all likelihood, they were going to do a lot better than they actually did. But the actual game is pretty darn good. You see various reports and reviews and various outlets here, like on The Verge, that says Marvel's Avengers has a surprisingly good campaign. And I couldn't agree more. I think the campaign in Marvel's Avengers is actually really nice. I think the core gameplay loop of Marvel's Avengers, of actually playing as these different heroes and the techniques that you have to use when you play in each of these different heroes against the opponents is actually very good. To my mind, Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix, they did the hard part. They got that 30 seconds of fun. They got the loop of action that can carry you through a long period of gameplay, just like the destinies of the world. But they had some issues. Now, should they have had issues? Obviously, as we look at the pop culture landscape here in early 2021, you see things like WandaVision being one of the most popular shows on TV. You see an MCU for Phase 4 that is ready to go and explore not just Wanda and Vision, but also Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, Captain Marvel, She-Hulk, Hawkeye. All of these various opportunities for somebody that is wielding a license like the Avengers to take advantage of. And yet we still don't see a lot of uptake from their project. I even thought it was one of the best games of 2020. Admittedly, in that 10th or so spot, and there were a number of games that I would prefer over playing Avengers, and in fact, I haven't played Avengers very often of late because I don't think that it has kind of the, the live services components that it needs to have. But like with so many of these games, like people waiting for Anthem Next or other kind of correctives, whether it's Final Fantasy XIV or Division or Division II, whatever it is that you might be playing, I have been waiting with bated breath for them to really start attacking their endgame state, their loop after you finish the campaign. And unfortunately, that hasn't happened which leads to this kind of unusual circumstance, right? I pulled up a tweet from David Gibson here who was reporting in November of last year about just how much money Square Enix has lost on this project as of yet. Square Enix reported a 6.5 billion yen loss, something like 60-odd million dollars for high-definition games driven by Marvel Avengers. Would not say how many were sold, but that volumes to about 60% of plan, probably sold only about 3 million copies or so. Now, there's nothing really sad about selling 3 million copies of a video game. If you didn't make money on that, it suggests that your budgeting was off, your marketing was off, or both. And certainly, 
with an Avengers property, you could imagine if you're Square Enix that you're just going to be bathing in dollar bills because Endgame just had a $350 million opening weekend. And like we said, WandaVision is coming and the rest of the Disney Plus and Black Widow and Eternals and everything else. So if you're Square Enix, you think, okay, this is a license to print money. We're going to do it. It's going to be great. But it hasn't happened. In fact, it hasn't happened so much that if you go and you look at places like on Steam charts, you see... As of two hours ago, the number of people that were playing Marvel's Avengers, which again is a live services oriented game. You want to be able to play with your friends, have friends populate the gameplay to really get the most out of it. 475 were playing two hours ago. Not 47,000, not 475,000, 475 players were playing on Steam. Now, Avengers is very good for console play. There might be more players playing on console. You can enjoy it in a single-player fashion or only connecting with just the people that you know, certainly. But if Square Enix's plan was to have something like Destiny, where we could see on those same Steam charts that 60,000 people were playing 37 minutes ago, Marvel's Avengers, as of right now, could only be seen as an abject failure. And that failure kind of compounded as things went along, right? When the game was released, one of the reasons you see people dropping off of it is that the plan had been to support it every month after launch. They had the whole war table concept. They were doing videos. They were following the destiny path of trying to make sure that people constantly had things to do. But of course, 2020 was no fun for anybody. Neither is 2021. Pandemic gives some excuses here, but those excuses don't actually sell copies of the video game. So when in October of last year, they said, well, we're going to push back our next character. We're going to push back the next gen release for the people that are excited about the Series X and the PlayStation 5 all the way to next year. Things started to slow down even more. Then over the course of the last couple of weeks, we started to see them prepare for what is the March 18th launch of their next character, Hawkeye, Clint Barton version. They already have put in an Archer and Kate Bishop uh, as of their last update, which is another unusual kind of set of design decisions, right? You've got this game, you know WandaVision roughly when it's coming out, you know Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know roughly when they're coming out. You got Hawkeye later on this year, so you've hit that kind of, but then you're adding two Archer characters, one after the other because of story, plot, lore, whatever it might be. Probably not a great idea if you're trying to incentivize people to come and explore the game. And I say this, by the way, as someone that was very, very impressed with the Kate Bishop add-on, which was free, featured a number of story items, featured voice acting and cutscenes and additional concepts and biomes and things like that. And Hawkeye looks to be even bigger, but you always have to question what exactly you're putting your resources in at Marvel's Avengers or anyone else that's creating a live services game like this, which leads us to today, right? That's your background. Rick likes Avengers. Rick wants to see it succeed and has waited very long to see it happen, and now, as of this morning, is pretty much unconvinced that it ever will. Why? Well, because they put out a post today entitled, innocuously enough, Upcoming Cosmetic and XP Rework. Okay, what do you mean? March 18th will mark the release of both Hawkeye and the official next-gen versions of Marvel's Avengers. But there's also a few changes about cosmetics and XP coming that we'd like to discuss. It's a little warning bell, right? Sounds like you're being dragged into the principal's office. What, what do you want to talk to us about? What is, this, what is this all going to say? XP rework. Since we launched last September, our balance team has been evaluating the XP curve for leveling from level 1 to level 50, and we'll be making some changes to address two core issues. The current XP curve isn't really a curve at all. 
in most RPGs, which this is not, by the way, the amount of XP you need to level up increases as you gain levels in a curve. But our system is a straight line. This has led to pacing issues, such as skill points currently being rewarded too fast, which may be confusing and overwhelming to newer players. We want each decision to invest in a skill or heroic to be more meaningful. So what we've got here is a game that I think has an excellent core gameplay loop that if they worked on kind of the meta aspects of the game, what exactly their end game looks like, how those missions are structured, what you can do with respect to campaign and storylines. I didn't mention it, but that great campaign you saw reviewed in The Verge and you probably have seen reviewed elsewhere, you can't replay it. And when you're talking about a loot collection game where you're leveling up a bunch of characters, you can't go back and just delete all that and start again without giving up every single thing that you've earned or built up in your character set, which means that Square Enix, you spent a fortune paying for the Troy Bakers and the Nolan Norths of the world to voice all these characters in some really good scenes with a nice story, not super excellent or anything like that, but a nice story. And nobody that has played it once has gotten the chance to play it again if they cared at all about trying to realize your loot grind. And your answer to that was to say, well, you know what? We think it's just too short. We need you to play it longer in order to get to level 50. Now, they comment here and say that's separate from your power level. If you're familiar with Destiny, the the actual level that you're earning uh, in Marvel's Avengers doesn't actually relate to what equipment you have or how strong you are necessarily. It relates to the skill points you have, which is a version of strength that allows you flexibility and things to do differently. But it isn't altogether terribly too fast. I've put in a lot of hours uh, into Marvel's Avengers. I have one character that is at level 50. uh, And they're saying, it's going too fast. We need to make it longer. One thing that we've said in Virtual Legality a lot uh, regarding a lot of stories is that you get more of what you incentivize and less of what you punish. In this particular case, they're punishing playing the game. They're making it less efficient. They're making it harder to get the goodies at the end of the road. This isn't usually what you would anticipate will bring in the people. In fact, as I said in the thumbnail to this video, I would expect it to push more people away. If you thought about potentially buying the Avengers project, probably you aren't going to buy it if you were on the margins at all, because now it's going to be even harder to get those goodies, to get those gains around what you might like to see, the awesome stuff. Uh, at the end of the skill chain. Based on these issues, continuing with their article, we will be increasing the amount of XP needed to level up, starting from around level five. This amount will increase the closer you get to level 50 so that it will take longer to reach higher levels and will only affect character level, not power level. If you already have level 50 characters, which is the current maximum, this won't affect you. If you have a character who isn't level 50 and want to speed up their progress, take this time to do so before the update on March 18th. We recognize that the people that might be reading this won't want to hear this. So just get in fast before we change this in all of two weeks. Good luck. I don't know how to take this. I honestly think that this was a prank before I figured out that this was actually what they were going out there with. I thought people that had tweeted this to me and had put this in my DMs were essentially acting on a lark, were trolling me, because I just don't understand how it can make sense to elongate the XP structure to elongate the experience when you don't have enough missions, you don't have enough content in the end game. That's what people have complained about. It really does feel like, oh, I don't know, you're sort of stretched, thin, like butter scraping over too much bread. You might be familiar with that concept. If you like the kind of movies that I like, it feels like they are trying to stretch out their experience. And I am sympathetic 
2020 and 2021, making it difficult to get the amount of content out that they would have wanted to get out. But at a fundamental level, that isn't the Avengers fans' problem. That isn't the consumers' problem. And it's just super weird to see them go out here, say they're going to elongate it, and not really explain why. They say it's not a curve. They say skill points are being given out too fast. None of that sounds bad to the average game player or the average consumer. They don't explain what is in it for us, except that things will be going slower. And if you don't like that, try to get in all your people before March 18th. It gets worse, though, if you can believe it. We'll be reworking how players obtain certain cosmetic items with the goal of providing more player agency and clarity about how to obtain them by removing randomness from the process. Now, if you haven't played Marvel's Avengers, one thing that you should know is that unlike Destiny, unlike Diablo, unlike Division, you do not have cosmetic changes for the equipment that you get. As we've talked about here in Virtual Legality and other places that you might find me commenting on things on the internet, Marvel and Disney are licensors. They have an obligation and certainly a desire to protect the way their intellectual property is used by their licensees. And one of the things that happens as part of that process is that they get a lot of control around what your characters are going to look like, how you are going to perceive Hawkeye or Iron Man or the Hulk or whatever, and how they're going to be treated in the game. One thing that likely happened as part of these conversations is that we are not going to make Iron Man look weird by having one helmet from this suit and one arm from this suit and two different legs and all this stuff. So we're going to keep all the cosmetics locked into whole suit changes. You can go, you can get a different suit, you can get an overall different skin for your character, but you're not going to have anything represented when you pick up that new piece of loot, even though it might be a legendary, even though it might do a lot of cool stuff, your cosmetic look won't change at all. That was one of the things that reviewers actually identified as being a problem with kind of the rush that you're supposed to get from a looter game. And I agree that it is kind of an issue, but what it means is that cosmetics took on a significant amount of importance because when you got them, you could actually change how you looked in a fashion that you couldn't just by getting all the other loot that was coming out of the loot pinatas while you played. One of the things that you could find to do those were just treasure chests around what they call strong boxes that would occasionally have either a pattern that you would uh, dissect or whatever it is that you do in Marvel's Avengers to have a cosmetic pop out of that, or you could just find the cosmetic in general in the box. They say they are taking those away. Why? Now, the reason that they give is to give players more agency and clarity about how to obtain them. I have to say, I don't think there's anything wrong with that conceptually. Unlike the XP rework, I can understand wanting to go back to the foundations and say, you know what? Getting a random Hulk in a gangster suit in a lockbox somewhere in Siberia isn't as cool as some of the things that Destiny does, for instance, where you actually have a little story that goes along with this particular gun and you go and you earn it. And then you understand that you had to go through all of these trials and tribulations to earn that. You have that agency, you have that connection to that good. I don't think it's wrong, although it is a rework for what they have done. The problem that I have is how they're choosing to do it from a time frame perspective. And we'll see exactly what that is now. Currently, Many of these items are not only obtainable through a random chance in Strongboxes or in Chastity's store, the cosmetic vendor. We want to make sure that when you earn a cosmetic item, it is something that you have had a choice in working towards. The first step of this is to temporarily disable the random cosmetic item drops in preparation for the change. Understand, 
everything that they are about to describe, everything that they have described in respect of this cosmetic rework is not going into the game on March 18th. The actual rework that they are doing is at some point in the future, in a game where the updates that were supposed to happen on a monthly basis didn't happen, where the next-gen version, which was supposed to release day and date to the old-gen version, didn't happen, where they've had all sorts of trouble maintaining any sort of time frame on the roadmap that they have put forth. They've said, well, wait for it. We are going to do this rework. You're going to like it a lot more because you're going to get this agency and clarity, but we're not going to put it in the day that we take out everything else. It's crazy. Players won't lose anything they have already earned. These items will be available again in places such as the cosmetic vendor once her store is reworked in future updates and will be purchasable with units. You have to go and grind out the dollar bills to go and pay for these things. Essentially, we aren't going to put these in boxes anymore. So unlike that Destiny concept of special quests, it sounds like, and it's hard to say because they don't actually give you the details here, sounds like they're going to take all those randoms out and they're going to put them only in a store where you can buy them. And good luck. Go get the dollar bills. That's all that's going to be in the chests now. And then you can go buy what you want. Sure. But you're never going to have that chest necessarily that gives you that real pop of discovery for getting a cosmetic item so that you can have agency. Either way, though, those won't be in the boxes. Those won't be in the store after we take them out of the boxes on March 18th. They'll just be gone. What we are going to sell you on March 18th is something that has a longer XP curve and doesn't have random cosmetic drops and doesn't put the cosmetics back in the store so that you can buy them using this new system. Okay, Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics, you you do you. This will directly affect random chance cosmetic rewards from completing activities and character progression. I believe that means they won't pop out anymore, but it's unclear. This will directly affect, you'll note, doesn't actually say what it does, just says that that will affect it. Numerous patterns, those are the things that you get that can be turned into cosmetics, will also be temporarily disabled from dropping, and in some cases replaced with additional units that can be spent at the cosmetic vendor. We're taking out the entire concept of giving you cosmetics for quote-unquote free, giving you units instead, and then you can pick what you want to buy. Okay, could be good but I can't actually buy those when you decided to take them out of the boxes. Just really, really strange. The cosmetic vendor will still be open while we work on updating her functionality. Okay. The following outfits and nameplates will remain in the cosmetic vendor while her store undergoes the rework. We're going to just put in this kind of slate of things. They're not going to change. They're not going to reflect everything that used to be in the game that now no longer will drop and that you can't change patterns into, but you can buy this stuff if you're interested in playing our game while it's effectively under construction. It's like going to Disney World and getting there and seeing that Cinderella's castle has all of these giant construction pieces of equipment around it. And all you ever paid for was to get that photo and to see the castle. And it's just behind a scrim. It's like, okay, I guess Square Enix, we'll go in and play Marvel's Avengers. But this isn't exactly, this isn't exactly the kind of thing that you sold us on the back of the box. The following emotes which were previously level up rewards, will be added to the cosmetic vendor on March 18th to allow for more selection during her time of limited wares. This stuff, we used to give it to you for free as level up rewards. We've taken them out of level up rewards and we've populated the store with it just so it looks like you have more options with which to buy from. Okay, all right. This is a great piece of messaging. I I would love to know what the thought process is here. And we'll talk about that when we get to the end of this because we do like to try to be objective when we look at these things in virtual reality, but it's so hard for me to see exactly what the plan is here other than stretching out the content that is already in the game. 
Finally, we wanted to give players a more immediate reward for activating Hawkeye's challenge card, which doesn't exist yet. It comes out on March 18th. So we moved an outfit to the first slot of the activated path. You wouldn't even need to tell us about that. That's not available at all. But essentially, we want you to buy this thing. It's one of the few things that they actually sell in Marvel's Avengers. So we put a cool outfit at the front so that maybe you'll be more likely to buy it. With these changes, Marvel's Avengers will be a more balanced experience overall. Understand, there isn't a PvP component to this game. It is all player versus environment. It's all cooperative, working against robots and more robots and all the robots in the world. Another complaint that people have about it. But balance isn't necessarily what you need to aim for in terms of XP and cosmetic drops. We'll let everyone know when the cosmetic vendor rework is coming. It's great. We'll give you a heads up when we have a heads up for when it'll come in the future. But in the meantime, if there are items you wish to receive in the current fashion, you, you should totally play the game in the next two weeks because that'll all be gone. Sorry about that. We're taking it away. Until then, we'll have more information on replaying the Reassemble campaign. We're going to try to let you play that campaign again and updates to the harm room, kind of the simulator room, in the near future. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Were you trying to assuage my concerns about this by saying until then, implying that I can know something or do something now, until then, we'll have more information on this stuff in the future. I've never actually seen a sentence that started with until then, and then its actual subject was in the near future. I don't think that sentence works. It certainly doesn't assuage my concerns. They've been working on getting the reassemble campaign access back into the game, apparently since it came out, because nobody ever thought, hey, we spent $50 million making this. Maybe people would want to play it again. But here we are. So look. This has been a little bit mean to Square Enix. This is only mean because I love, I really do enjoy playing Marvel's Avengers. I've enjoyed playing it with my brother. I know not a lot of people would put it in their top 10, but hey, I like it as my 10th favorite game of 2020. I really had a great time with the campaign. And if we're trying to be as generous as possible, we could look at this and say they legitimately think that people are just overwhelmed with two skill points instead of one and they don't want people to have that experience, and random cosmetic drops aren't as fun as going to the store and buying them with random dollar drops, it's very hard for me to make this argument, which is one of the reasons I did this video. Ordinarily, I can look at this and say, all right, well, here's what they were thinking. Here's what they wanted to communicate. One of the things we say here in virtual legality all the time is that every message out to the public has to be targeted, has to have some sort of purpose. You have to have a reason for going out with this. The main reason appears to be as a sort of warning that if you were really excited about March 18th, as I kind of was, I'm looking forward to seeing Hawkeye. I'm looking forward to seeing the game on the PlayStation 5, that you should be warned that the game isn't necessarily going to be as cool as you might otherwise like it. You're not going to have these drops. It's going to be harder to gain levels with both the new character, which you can't pre-level, and every other character after that, assuming that Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics actually keeps up with their roadmap, but it's not going to be the game that you wanted. So maybe that's the purpose of the message. We know this is going to be ill-received. That's why we finish each of these with a kind of sheepish, if you don't like anything about what we just said, play it before March 18th. But at the end of the day, why should anybody like anything about what this says? And why in the world would you take out one piece of your cosmetic plan before you replace it with the next piece? Why in the world do you have to go through this period in which you've got this fake store locked in with things that you had to pull off the level up rewards in order to make people feel like they've got anything before you actually replace it with what you wanted to replace it with? Just crazy talk. 
And so unfortunately, I look at this and say, I love Marvel's Avengers. I've really enjoyed it as a game. I want to see it succeed. And now, as of March 4th, 2021, I unfortunately have absolutely no faith that it will do so, which is why I went out today with a tweet. Am I losing my mind? In an effort to save the somewhat flaying Avengers project, they are going to increase XP leveling requirements and remove random cosmetic drops. Is it opposite day? And of course, because I believe I did this on my phone, it got changed to flaying. I did also have to add the comment, for the record, the Avengers project is somewhat flailing, not flaying that I know of. Because I don't believe Marvel, Square Enix, or Crystal Dynamics is skinning anybody, but it certainly does raise the question of whether they continue to have any skin in the game. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoy conversations like this, it's a little bit lighter than we often do in Virtual Legality, but we talk about business and law and corporate messaging like we just did with the Avengers, about video games, technology, music, movies, and television. Please consider supporting the channel. We've got a Patreon, Streamlabs, a store. And if you don't like any of those, just consider subscribing, ringing the bell, leaving comments for the Google algorithm, and telling your friends that we are here. Every single little bit helps, and I am so, so appreciative of everybody that does any one of those things just to help the channel grow. Thank you so much to everyone. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.